Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Shanti, the time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate, but even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. 
let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself. How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. this time. Hello everyone, welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. That was Letting Go from Inclusion Revolution. Together with Love, if you haven't gotten a copy yet, what are you waiting for? It's by yours truly and an inspiration because of the current times that we're in. And I had to go back and look at the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Preamble, and what E Pluribus Unum meant and come together at a level of real deep spiritual connectivity. Let me now take this time, though, and congratulate Kindness Films and the creator of Free Trip to Egypt, Tarek Munib. We had a wonderful screening at the museum in Washington, D.C., 
where there were conversations on the movie that he released yesterday in over 500 theaters around the country, looking at why dialogue, deep listening, civility, and compassion are so much more required now in order for us to just at least understand or accept each other for our differences. And so basically, if you haven't had a chance to go and see this movie, I urge you to do so. If you just Google free trip to Egypt, it'll be a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it was sweet to see our good old friend, Marla Maples and Tiffany Trump, along with some other amazing people like Tom Shadak, who I love. He did this movie called I Am. So as you know, Tom has been doing some great work in a university now in Memphis, Tennessee. So you can definitely look him up as well to find out what he's doing. And some work with the Peace Alliance uh, so uh, as well. They were also panelists. And um, I had a chance to just share what my interpretation of the movie was. But basically what I offered was, what if you were not your name, gender, body, language, or religion? You know, how would you say hello? How would you welcome another person? Would the journey be one journey? Speaking about that, I want to bring on our next guest. June is Refugee Awareness Month. And to tell us more about this important issue, we have two special guests from the One Journey Movement, Vanda Berninger and Wendy Chan. Let me tell you a little bit about these two ladies. In 1991, as the Civil War broke out in Croatia, Wanda Berninger left her home country for Germany. And in 1989, Wendy Chan immigrated to the United States as a young girl from China to unite with their extended family, many of whom had fled China as refugees to escape the Civil War. But both Wanda and Wendy now live in Washington, D.C., and together they're building a movement with a diverse coalition of allies They are raising awareness of the global refugee crisis, helping the public see the contributions and talents of refugees and displaced people. These efforts aim to celebrate diversity and combat the growing nativism and apathy towards the humanitarian crisis of historic scale. Compelled by their personal experiences and inspired by the United Nations Together campaign, Vanda and Wendy launched the One Journey movement in September of 2017 Today gives me great honor to welcome these two amazing spiritual warriors. Hi, ladies. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you. You're both educating me because I'm learning a lot through your journeys and the fact that June is Refugee Awareness Month as well. I didn't know this until our producers brought it to my attention. So I'm really looking forward into diving into our conversation together. Both of you have amazing stories of courage and resilience, there's no doubt. And maybe I should just start with Wanda. You immigrated to Germany. You received a master's degree in anthropology and political science. You worked in German politics. You supported the fight against human trafficking and much more. To say the least, you've not been lazy. (laughs) Let's just say that, (laughs) right? Thank you. What was it that made you um, decide to move to the U.S., and what led to your advocacy for immigration and refugee policies? So I moved to U.S. with my family through my husband's work, and I met him actually in Germany while I was in the politics. We were both in the same party. He was elected politician, and I was at the board of the party. So he got a job with an American company and that brought us to the U.S. And when I was starting uh, to look around what I can do, I turned to my roots and my roots 
ah, my passion about immigration and refugees. It happened that when I left Croatia, I was pretty young, and I was feeling that the war that started in my country wasn't my war. So I was too young to, to make the society and to contribute anything to the society. But then mm-hmm. I was in Germany and was studying, and I was thinking, okay, so now I'm in the age where I'm responsible. So wherever am I living, I'm responsible for this society. I'm responsible for this society to be kinder and to be better place for all to live in. And mm-hmm. uh, according to this motto, so I joined then, yeah, politics in Germany. And when we came in, in U.S., and I'm now a U.S. citizen, so I said, okay, I want to, you know, I want to contribute to this society too. So with what I think I, are my skills, and I was lucky enough to meet Wendy, and that we had the same vision and shared the same passion. And, yeah, we decided to do something, and we started the mm-hmm. journey movement. That's so beautiful. It's, it's interesting that sometimes out of pain and tragedy, we find strengths within our own souls that we didn't even know we had. And there's nothing like being uprooted from your country and from your family and sort of starting all over again. Wendy, you were born in China to a family that had faced generations of political turmoil and persecution. And then you ended up immigrating to the U.S. from China when you were only 12 years old. What was your journey here? What was what is has it been like for you so far? Yeah, so the the journey coming to the US, I would say that it's been wonderful but also very transformative in a way that when I come to the US, I grew up in a very blue-collar immigrant and refugee community, and when I look around, I saw so many people with talents and so many people who are hardworking, and that they are working their best. They're trying every day to contribute to the society. They're working hard. They're honest workers. And so that's why when the recent rhetoric about refugees and immigrants as cost for our society and as burden to our society bother me so much because it is so against with everything that I experienced and saw growing up in the immigrant and refugee community. And so part of my childhood experience coming to the U.S. here was one of the reasons why I was so inspired and motivated to start this movement to really counter that negative narrative about refugees and hoping to really use this grassroots movement to shift that narrative and help people see the contributions and the, and hear the stories of resilience and hope of the refugees that are living among us, but also refugees mm-hmm. who are living abroad in, in other parts of the world. What do you feel sometimes when you look at leadership selling a narrative that immigrants or refugees or bad people do this, do this, do that, knowing that deep down they know in their consciousness that's just a political card that they're playing? How does it make both of you feel when you sit there in your couches or in your chair and you watch that and you hear that? Does it bring back what it was like in your country when they started to do certain things politically that even made you realize you couldn't stay there anymore? I mean, what happens inside of you when you hear those words and that tone? Does it bring back memories? Yes, absolutely. For me too. For me, yes. 
Yeah, um, so I was too little to really understand fully how it feels to live in a country where there's not a lot of freedom. But I would say that, you know, when I hear those rhetoric, I just so wish people can really get to meet a refugee family, get to see their mm-hmm. meet the children, and just kind of come to build that human connection and um, relationship with those families. And that's why we're creating the One Journey Festival on June 29th at the National Cathedral, because this is an opportunity for us to bring so many people who are living in our community together so that they can hear those refugee stories, that they can meet these children eye to eyes so that they know these people are not here to harm us, but they are contributing that to our society. You know, there are tons of research and statistics showcasing, showing that refugees are positive contribution, making con- positive course. contribution to our economy. And so that that was, you know, that's my immediate reaction is I just so wish these politicians and individuals can come and meet a refugee and hear their stories themselves. Wanda? Yeah, so I share this, <laughs> these feelings with Wendy. So always think, and I, I was a little bit older than Wendy when uh, the war happened in uh, my country, and I know that uh, the people who are foreign are people uh, that is always we and they group that actually uh, help to divide the country, and the refugees and immigrants are always good scapegoats for politics because they don't have lobby. No one is speaking mm-hmm. up for refugees and immigrants. And that was also the motivation for me to start this. So to to build the broad societal lobby for refugees, where the people, like as Wendy said, meet the refugees, uh, reflect on it that the refugees are people who had lives, who contributed to to their societies, who are mothers, who are fathers, who are engineers, who are doctors, who are teachers, and to see them through the lens of the common humanity and how important it is that we all help each other and that we all share this common humanity. Beautiful. Now, I'd like to ask both of you. Thanks, Bandana. As you know, immigration is a very controversial topic right now politically. And some people feel that we should close off the borders and not take in additional refugees and migrants or that we should significantly reduce the numbers who are even allowed in. I have two questions for both of you, and I really want to hear your point of view. One is, how would you respond to this? And number two, if you had a solution to help immigrants and refugees and where their immigration, like where their status was concerned, what would you offer? What would you recommend politicians or policymakers to somehow end this travesty of separating families or speaking about immigrants as if they're not human? I would say that we certainly know that there are more than 20 millions of refugees who are being accepted by the UNHCR refugee program. And we strongly believe that our country should work closely with the UNHCR to really welcome more refugees because we know that we we do have the capacity and we have the obligation to do more, to welcome more refugees to our country. Whatever we do at the border, I think we're not, Vanda and I are not policy experts, 
and there are a lot of complicated issues around that. And whatever mm-hmm. we do, we urge our politicians to respond with kindness, with thoughtfulness, and with compassion in whatever the policy that they create on the border in responding to the situation on the border. But we strongly believe mm-hmm. that UNHCR has a refugee program that absolutely, you know, our country has the obligation as a, one of the wealthiest countries in the world to work closely with UNHCR to figure out how we can address mm-hmm. the global refugee crisis that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I can just second the, uh, what Wendy said and also add to this that I think what we are doing, so, you know, building the movement for refugees and gaining allies. Uh, so we are always also trying to remind America and American people of their own roots because yeah. the majority of the people in U.S. are descendants of immigrants and refugees. America wouldn't be great without immigrants and refugees. That is the yeah. core identity of Americans, being immigrants and refugees. As yeah? much as that makes sense, especially if you're an immigrant, Wendy and Vanda, you know that makes sense. I mean, African Americans are just being acknowledged to some extent that America's economy was built on the backs of slaves. And that's not something that you hear leadership speaking about or celebrating on the rooftop. They keep that very quiet. And I always wonder, is there another way that we can somehow get into the hearts of these individuals in which we can somehow open up their hearts to see what we see? And it's just a question that I ponder on. Any thoughts? I think the best way to open the hearts of the people is to meet other individuals, to meet other people, not mm. to hear about them, not to be told you are, you know, you have to help and it's your obligation. And, you know, the best way to open the heart is really to build a human connection. So put yourself in the shoes of other person, to look, like Wendy said, to look other person in the eye and to see that, you know, you might be in this situation as well. So that you were just lucky that you are not. And mm, I think, yes. and I think you know, if the people see other person as a person, as other human, yeah, that is a heart opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Wendy? And um, absolutely, completely agree with Vanda said. And also storytelling. I think part of the power of storytelling is really help you put yourself in the shoe of others and see their situation. And that's why the One Journey movement is really built around what we call the common languages of humanity. We're trying to use elements that will help people feel connected with another individual and elements, languages that will cut through borders, cross borders, and cross boundaries. So we call these common languages food, music, dance, arts, sports, storytelling, and technology. And those are all the things that can really unite people so that we can see the where we are, the areas where we share as common human beings um, as a way to generate uh, impact and also compassion for others. Mm, lovely. Now talk a little bit more about the second annual One Journey Festival coming up on the 29th. I'd love to come to that. I'm really, really curious about it. 
Yes, so um, we're really excited that the second annual festival will be held on June 29th, Saturday from 11 to 6 p.m. on the grounds of the National Cathedral. And what we're doing is we're bringing refugee musicians and artists from all over the country to come and share their their voices and their stories with the general public in the greater D.C. area. We're expecting over 6,000 participants at this festival. Last year, we put together this festival, and we had over 4,000 people came to the festival, so we're anticipating a, a growing presence this year. We are featuring a few really cool elements, including technology. We're, we're partnering with this company called the Shear Studios, where they have these life-size uh, portals that they put around all over the world, and the participants can come and have a live dialogue conversation with the refugees who are still living at camps in Iraq, in Greece, in Mexico. And so these are, um, imagine a life-size, you know, kind of FaceTime with the refugees who are still living abroad. Um, so we're bringing this experience to our participants through Shear Studio. We also have an international food street where we feature over 15 to between 15 to 20 food trucks in the local DC area. Um, they're owned by immigrants and refugees, and we are bringing mm-hmm. some of the refugee artists to our global marketplace where people can can you know really kind of shop around and look at some of the wonderful products made by. Um, refugee artists as well as nonprofits they're selling work to support the refugee programs um, globally. Is it a free event for the public to attend as well? Absolutely. It's a free event. Okay. Yeah, and we also have a sports component where and a kid tent where kids can come and learn Arabic and cultures from different regions of the world, but also opportunity to make puppets. Then they can join in our first ever unity parade on the grounds of the National Cathedral, and we're really excited about that, not to mention all the wonderful programming and artists and you know drum group that we're bringing from from all over the country to showcase different cultures and the refugee talents that we have as a country. That's fantastic. Beautiful. It sounds like definitely an opening. Do you have any special guest speakers that are planning to attend or um we do. We do. We have an interfaith um leader this is a very much of a you know interfaith it's not a faith affiliated event but we believe you know personally i'm a person of faith and i feel that um there's a lot of you know faith, people in the faith community spiritual community who are very connected to this issue so we have some incredible faith leaders and including Dr. Hamlin at the National Cathedral to come and and speak on behalf of the Christian tradition the Jewish tradition the Mormon tradition as well as the Muslim tradition and yeah this is a really incredible opportunity for everyone to come and he, not only to learn about the refugee crisis around the world, but also learn about opportunities to get involved and engage. I forgot to mention that we have a Take Action tent where we are featuring over 30 nonprofits that are doing work locally and globally on refugees so that the participant can come and you know enjoy the cultural and the talents of the refugees and, and share their stories and then learn about how to get involved um, on 
on the at on the spot by visiting the Take Action Pen and learn about the different the wonderful works that the different nonprofits are doing in the world around refugees. That's beautiful, Wendy. Vandana, uh, Vanda, tell us what would you like to leave with our listeners today that we can become more aware and more engaged in the work that you and Wendy are involved in, but also to help with, you know, things that are just, you know, exploitation, racism, anything that you would like to leave our listeners with that we can say, wow, I think that's something I'd like to get involved with. For example, I want to come to the 29th event, you know, and because it's, it, I, you've got my curiosity, and I have one of my sisters, actually, who was a refugee from Bhutan, you know, they had escaped, they came over, and she's now doing very well with her life. She's worked very hard, she's gotten her life stable, she's a very substantial person, and I know from her story the amount of courage and tenacity that lives in those who have endured having to leave their homeland because of political issues or just, you know, food or whatever. So thank you for that. But uh, I just wanted you to know that I just think it's it's an awesome story that we definitely need to know because Americans in general, you know, everything is given to us. You know, there's kind of a, like an entitlement that we walk around with at some point in time in our lives. And we forget that there are people who haven't done that. And I'd be curious to hear what were the things you go, you went through? How was it for you? Where did you find your strength? Where did you pull your power from? Do you need my support? Or I can come to you and say, you've got so much strength with your emotions. I need your help. Talk to me. Tell me how to get through this. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, Vandana, leave us with a message for our listeners today that can really inspire us to get a little bit more curious about this or even more involved. Thank you, Sister Jenna. So uh, I can just say and ask everyone to come to our festival, to meet the people at the festival, to mingle, to talk, to hear the stories, to go to the Take Action Tent where we have over 30 NGOs who who will present their work, how they help refugees abroad and here. So to talk to them, to open their hearts and so if they feel they want to get involved to choose the organization to volunteer with or to help this organization prosper. So the one journey, we try really to be catalysts for people to get involved with the refugee and immigrants issue. And the festival is the best place to do that. So to come and to talk, to learn, and to connect. Lovely, lovely. So, ladies, as we continue with the month of June, which should be a substantial month for you, it's my pure feelings to wish you both continued love and support and success. And thank you for bringing this to our awareness. And would love for you both, to actually come and do a presentation at the Meditation Museum on this topic. 
So if you're open to that, I'll have our producers call you because I would like to go deeper due to time restraints on the air. I can't. But I feel that there's so much more for us to learn and also to be able to know the tools. And one thing that I would love, I know Wendy says she is a woman of faith, and I would also like to hear maybe a process of reflection, meditation, contemplation in being able to pull those internal resources up and about, you know, as life continues, as the journey continues. Absolutely. I will will be more than happy to share that. And Mm -hmm. um, we would love to come and do a presentation to you all because I think there's just so much... I'm not sure if you're aware, but the One Journey movement is actually entirely powered by volunteers. Um, There's not Mm -hmm. a single pay staff on the team, and everyone is in this movement because they believe in the cause and and they wanted to give back to the society and to contribute to this cause. So um, there's, you know, a lot of spirituality and element in this movement as well. Beautiful. Glad to hear that. Ladies, all the very best. Thank you so much for taking the time to joining us on air. Take good care. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Sister Jenna. And we hope to see <laughs> you at the festival. Bye. Oh, I would Thanks. love that, really. You will. You will. Take care. <laughs> okay. See you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So you've heard, I mean, this is a one journey process for all of us, even though we're going to do it in different ways. And if you were touched by Wendy and Vandana as I was, I really, really urge you to check out their onejourneyfestival.com for more information to find out what they're up to. Nowadays, we're going to need to somehow listen to each other from a perspective of not being so attached to our race, gender, nationality, or language. I beg you. I beg you, talk to each other without this energy of attachment and just come from that place of love and from that place of the soul. And you'll find that the meaning of your interaction with the other person will take on a whole different interpretation. Well, I hope you enjoyed our show. Thanks again. And remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. That's what it's about. And I'm going to end today's show with MC Yogi. Let's give love. Take care, everyone. Hush, little darling, don't you cry. Every little thing's going to be all right. Don't worry, don't be afraid. Every little thing's going to be okay. Open up your heart, unlock the cage. Turn the key and break the chains. Love will always find a way. If you want love, you got to give.
philosophy, given consciously and constantly. When we all give love, there's no stopping. We just open up the door and let your love pour. When you open up to love, you can never be poor. Cause there's always more inside the core. Way more restored than you can bargain for. An infinite supply for us to share. So just throw your hands up in the air. Wave them all around the atmosphere. Show the whole world how much you care. We gotta give everybody love and respect. Cause what we give is what we get. Come on, always remember, never forget. What we give is what we get. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.